Acts chapter number one, Acts chapter one, and uh, just want to share here tonight from these verses. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 1. Hallelujah. It says, The former uh, treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all the, that Jesus began. Say, began. He didn't finish it, he began both to do and teach. He didn't just talk about it, but he did it. Amen. 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 Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commands unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom also he showed himself alive after his uh, passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of many of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being established together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he, which said he, Ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Amen. Praise God. I've just been on this path and this journey with the Lord and and allowing God to speak to me and to minister to me, and it is brought me to a place here in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, I've been studying, been looking, been praying, been going through it for the last couple of weeks over and over again. And though I read through the entire book of Acts, I get stuck in verse number one, that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Uh, I think this one verse, Acts 1 verse 1, kind of sums up the whole book of Acts. It is uh, Jesus doing miracles. Jesus showing the disciples power and declaring to them that because I go to my father, greater works than these, I begun it, began it, but I want you to finish it. Amen. I started it, but I, and I demonstrated it, but now I want you to do it as well. And, and so I've just come to a place that I believe that, that God needs us to be a church that has some power. Amen. Amen. Jesus called them the power church because he knew that they would be dealing with powers. They would have to deal with political powers. They would have to deal with economic powers. They would have to deal with spiritual powers. For it is those powers which cannot be seen that have the power. 
Amen. You see, the greatest power on the earth is not what you can see, but it's that which cannot be seen. It is the principalities and the powers and wickedness in high places that we have to deal with today. Amen. And you can't deal with powers unless you have a church that has some power. Amen. Every power has a a place that it originates from. It must have something to energize it. Amen. Every storm has a center. It has an eye of the storm which the power goes from. Every earthquake has an epicenter. Every sports team has a home court. Every economic power in America today comes to the center of the economic power here in America is Wall Street. The center of political power in America is Washington, D.C. The center of entertainment is Hollywood, California. It comes out, entertainment is going out from there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Amen. It's what you call, you see, when what you call a, a head, it is the Greek word capital, where we get our word capital or captain from. And John preceded Jesus, but was not the captain, and he was not the head. So we have a picture here of John, and John was decapitated because he was not the head, and, and but he was not uh, the, he was merely the body. Amen. Jesus comes, and Jesus says unto them, Foxes have holes, and birds have of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Amen. In other words, this isn't talking about a broke, busted, and disgusted Jesus. This is a spiritual insight to you and I that he says, I've got a vision, I've got a head, but I don't have no body to put it on. All right, y'all ain't going to help me now. I'm just going to preach right up in here tonight. Amen. I can't help who's here and who ain't, but I got some word that I'm going to share with you. And we're just going to have it out here tonight. All right? So if you want me to get through it quick, you better help me. Because if you don't, I've got 1,500 pages. I can preach all six of these messages right up in here tonight. (laughs) All right. But Jesus comes and he says, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests. But he said, I don't have nobody to put my head where my head can rest. And so he he begins to walk this thing out. Have you ever had your head tell you you can do something, but your body won't participate? Has your head ever told you that, that you can accomplish something or do something and and you say yeah I can do that get up out of bed and you start it and say uh your head says yes but your body says uh uh maybe 10 years ago but not today baby amen and and sometimes we get to that place but Jesus is the head of his church but if the body is not participating and carrying out the commands, then nothing is getting done. 
Amen. In Mark chapter 2 and verse 1, it said, And again he entered into Capernaum after many days, and it was noised abroad that he, Jesus, was in the house. Amen. When, when broken humanity, when hurting humanity finds out that Jesus is in the house, you don't have no problem filling up the house. The problem is they've heard about Jesus. They've heard about the Bible stories. They've heard about the God of the Bible, but they haven't seen him demonstrated in power and in authority. But I want you to know that when this God of the Bible, when the Jesus of the Bible, when the Holy Ghost of the Bible finds a body in which it can rest upon, I'm telling you, you won't have any problem. People hurting you. Humanity will come to Jesus. Broken people will come to Jesus. When you have hope in the house, when you have deliverance in the house, when you have some joy in the house, when people know there's healing in the house, they're going to fill the house where the head is. Praise God. Amen. It says, and straightway many gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No such, not such uh, as about the door, and he uh, preached the word unto them. And then come unto him, bringing one sick of a palsy, which is born of four. And when they could not come nigh into the house for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. This is New Testament church. This is the church that Jesus left. This is the church that, uh, that you see, sometimes we, we would have made excuses and said, there isn't no parking spots left. Bless our heart. It must be a sign. <laughs> Amen. A, a, flat, a flat tire would, would put most people out of the, even the, the a feeling of coming to church and worshiping. It, it'd steal our praise. It would steal our worship. Amen. But these four came to a place where they said, we've come this far and we're not about to be denied. They, they started searching. I know they searched because he said the door was full. The windows were full. And so they did something unusual. They did something that not even the devil thought they would do. Because they took the time to get this paralyzed man, not only themselves, but this paralyzed man on top of the roof. Hallelujah. How many know that took some work? You ever, you ever dealt with somebody that isn't able to help you at all and, and you have to pick them up? It isn't an easy task at all when somebody is incapacitated and they're not able to move or able to help you. It is a difficult task. But these four men took it and they said, we're not just going to go back home. We didn't carry him here to carry him back the way that he came, but we carried him here and he's going to walk back to the house. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe today that we've got to get an understanding that it isn't always 
disease, but it is rewarding to get into the presence of God. Amen. Sometimes you've got to climb up on top of the roof and tear some shingles off and tear some circumstances off. And sometimes you've got to press into the presence of God. But if you're willing to pay the price to get to where Jesus is, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. His power and his presence will be revealed in your life. Oh, come on and praise him here tonight. The Bible said they uncovered, they came to the top of the roof and when they had broken it up, they let him down in a bed where, uh, wherein the sick of a palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, that's what I like about the kingdom of God. Sometimes I may come into God's presence. Sometimes I may tear the roof off. Sometimes it may take a lot for me to get in and not even have the strength to believe God for myself. But God will honor the faith of another to bring me into a place to receive the blessing that I need. Amen. And so whenever I am weak and whenever I'm spiritually drained, when I don't have the ability to believe God for myself, he will honor the faith of another so that I can receive what I need from him. Amen. He said when he saw their faith, he didn't say anything about this paralyzed man having faith. He didn't say anything about him mustering up some kind. He said when he saw their faith. Amen. You see, sometimes we put it off on other people, but we, the body of Christ, need to have some faith in the house of God. We need to believe and have faith that when they come into the house, they will be saved. When they come into the house, they will be delivered. They may not have an ounce of faith for their self. They may not even be able to believe for their self, but there ought to be some saints up in this house that have some faith to believe God, that you're going to save them. You're going to deliver them. You're going to set the captive free. The oppressed will sing for joy because we believe that you really are an awesome God. Hallelujah. When he saw their faith, he healed this man. Amen. <laughs> but there's always a skeptic, isn't there? But there's certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why? Does this man speak blasphemes? Who can give, forgive sins but God only? And immediately Jesus perceived in his, his spirit that uh, they should reason within themselves. And he said unto them, why reason these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of a palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or say arise and take up your bed and walk. But uh, that you may know that the Son of Man hath power... The Son of Man hath power where on earth to forgive sins. Amen. He said to the sick of a palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up your bed and go your way into thine house. And immediately he rose up, took his bed and went forth to all, from them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we have never seen it in this fashion. Don't you wish you just could see something you ain't never seen before? Aren't you just about tired of just seeing it all the time the same way? 
Amen. I want to see something that I say, I ain't never seen it like that before, Brother Bo. I've seen some things, but I just ain't never seen God work that way that he did today, that that he moved in such a way and, and he showed himself so wonderful. And I thank God, I believe we need to see a picture today of a God that we say, uh, stand in all and marvel and say, we've seen some things in our life, but we ain't never seen it like we've seen it here today. Amen. Hallelujah. And so... What I want you to look at tonight for the, our, our message here tonight is I want you to see this story and I've pulled some little things out of there but I want you to see this story tonight as a picture of a paralyzed man who, who was carried to the place of Jesus. The paralyzed man is a picture of us having a head that works and a body that doesn't work. A head that is fine, a head that can think, a head that can hear, a head that can see, a head that can speak, but the body is paralyzed. Amen. The head has vision, but the body is incapable of carrying out the vision of the head. So to get this paralyzed body to the place where the head is at, they, they cannot, so it can receive some power. And, and the, these four men have to carry the body that is paralyzed to the head. Are you walking with me? That has power. Amen. That has revelation, that has knowledge that they don't even know of. They say, who do you think you are saying your sins are forgiven? They didn't even know he was the son of God. Ain't that a mess? Amen. The people that were looking for him didn't even know he was Jesus. I submit to you today that we have a generation just like that, that we have people that don't know the power of God, the demonstration of the spirit. Amen. They don't know talent from anointing. Come on. But we've got to come back to a place that we understand. Amen. It's thank God for talent. Thank God for gifting. But if there isn't any anointing in the house, yokes are not going to be destroyed. Burdens are not going to be removed. And lives are not going to be changed. Amen. But you see, he says that the paralyzed body has to get to where it can receive power, get to where the head is. And so these four men carry the paralyzed body, paralyzed humanity to where the head is. Four speaks to me of the four gospels. These four men speak to me of the four gospels because the four gospels carry paralyzed humanity to the head. They, they, they introduce paralyzed humanity to Jesus. They, they show paralyzed humanity that you can come to a head. <laughs> you can come to a head that is alive and vibrant and can speak. And if the words can, if God can speak, amen, if the head speaks, then what he speaks, it comes to pass. Amen. It don't even have to be so, but when he speaks it, it happens. Amen. Darkness was over, gross darkness was upon the face of the deep. But when God spoke, light came. He said, let there be light, and there was light. 
He said, let there be the firmaments of water. And if there was water, he said, let there be animals in the water. There was animals in the, everything he spoke. He spoke 19 times in the book of Genesis and said, and, and God said, and God said, and God said, and then he took a breath and he said, and God saw that it was all good. I want to tell you that when the head begins to speak, it's going to be good. Amen. He's going to declare his, the world of the father over our lives. And when he begins to move and to minister and speak to us, it's going to be a good thing. Turn, nudge your neighbor and tell him it's going to be a good thing. And so these four men speak to me of the four gospels that bring strength. Matthew comes along and he carries us into the presence of Jesus. And Matthew introduces Jesus as the lineage uh, coming through the lineage bloodline. That's the reason why you, you got all of those begats. Begat, 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 and 14 generations, and then another 14, and then another 14, and, and then we come to, to the understanding that, that David, he came through the lineage of David because Matthew wanted to, us to understand that Jesus came here legally. Amen. That he wasn't somebody that just slipped in. He wasn't somebody that just thought about it, uh, you know, uh, and said, well, I just think that maybe I can do that. No, Matthew wanted us to know that Jesus came to the earth legally and that he was our legal kinsman redeemer. Amen. That he was the one that would buy us back. He also wanted us to know that not only did he come through the lineage of David, but that he is Jesus is king, praise God, and that he has the keys to the kingdom. And whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in the heavens. Matthew wanted us to know that he was the king of his kingdom, and he has given us authority in the earth, praise God. Mark comes along and he wants us to know that Jesus is not only king, but that he is also a servant. And so Mark goes and records miracles everywhere he goes. In fact, Mark records so many miracles that there is only four chapters in the book of Mark in which there is not a miracle. But the rest of his chapters, there's at least one miracle in every chapter in the book of Mark. Why? Because he is keeping record and he is wanting us to know that everywhere that Jesus goes, that he is a servant to broken humanity. Amen. That he's not only a king, but he's also a servant that is reaching out and hurting humanity. And he is healing them and he is setting them free and he is working his wonderful working power in their life. Why? Because Mark wanted you to know that he's not a king that is out of touch but he is also a lonely servant that has walked this path before you and he cares about your broken life. Amen. Amen. Everywhere Jesus goes, he heals the sick. Everywhere he goes, he's casting out demons. Everywhere he goes, Jesus meets people. And when he meets people, he ministers to their needs because he is a servant. Then we have Dr. Luke. 
He wants us to know that not only is he a king, not only is he a servant, but he is a savior. Amen. Luke writes with such detail, the detail of a doctor, to, in order to make sure that nothing is missed. He, he, he goes into such detail, into such order, until you find things in Luke's gospel that you cannot find nowhere else. In fact, there are 18 parables in the book of Luke that you can't find nowhere else. Amen. He goes into such detail and begins to declare God's goodness. And, and he tells us that the, the story of the Good Samaritan can only be found in Luke's gospel. The story of the prodigal son is in Luke's gospel. The story of the lost coin is only in Luke's gospel. The story of the lost sheep is only in Luke's gospel. Because Luke wanted you to know that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Jesus is not only a servant. He is not only a king. But he is a savior that is seeking to save everything that is lost. Praise God. And so he wants us to understand tonight that we uh, have been redeemed and we have been saved because Jesus Christ, the head, has come into the earth, amen, and he was looking for a body to attach his head to. John comes and is like the book of Genesis in the New Testament. He reaches all the way back to the book of Genesis, to the beginning of time, and begins to write like the patriarchs of old. And he begins to declare in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe that he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. And then he goes on in verse 14 and says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Amen. John says this gospel was written that all men might believe on him. I'm not the one, but I'm bearing witness of the one. I'm not the light, but I've come to shine a light on the light to tell you that he is the light of the world. Amen. And if you put your trust and your confidence in him, he will bring you out. Amen. So here comes these four men, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they carry paralyzed humanity to the head because the head is functioning, but the body cannot. God establishes his own authority and rule in the earth. In order to have authority and dominion in the earth, you have to have a body. Are you walking with me? In order for you to have authority in the earth, you have to have a body because God gave authority to human body. 
mankind. And so anything that is not uh, have a body that is operating in the earth is operating illegally in the earth. That's the reason why I want you to understand here tonight that Satan is operating illegally in the earth. The only way that he can operate in the earth is whenever he can find some body to operate through. Amen. Because he don't have authority on his own. He can't go around huffing and puffing. He can't. That, that Hollywood of the devil, of the of demons that they produce today are much greater than what he really is. Because the Bible tells me that my elder brother rendered him helpless on the cross of Calvary. He has no ability. He has no power. He has no authority in the earth. But whenever he can find somebody to occupy, he can relinquish that authority which God gave unto Adam, then he can begin to operate and work. I'm going to tell you tonight that we've got to realize that the enemy is wise. He wants to operate, but he cannot operate unless he finds a body to work in. Amen. So Jesus came into a body So he could come here and operate in legal authority. Amen. Because you see, that's the reason why that when we see him, he comes into the dressing room of Mary's womb. And he comes out, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. And John said when he came, he was full of light. And said he was made flesh and he dwelt among us. And even though he was flesh, we've seen his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could preach right there because we want to say, well, you know, don't look to me. But I want to tell you, it's the world needs to be able to look at you and see the glory of God. The world needs to look at you and lay hands on them and see the sickness go from their body. The world needs to look at you and say, greater is he that is in me than all of the hell that's coming up against me. And I'm going to stand right here in the authority of the word of God. And I'm going to believe God for him to arise and my enemies are going to scatter as wax melts before the fire. So are the wicked going to perish in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today that you as a child of God have the authority, have the right and have dominion in the earth and we need to stand up and exercise it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus crawled up in that dressing room and came out, Emmanuel, God with us. And and when we see Mark, he says, we seen his glory. Or John, he said, we seen him and his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and full of truth. Amen. Anything that's operating in the earth that does not have a body is illegal. So therefore, as a child of God that has the legal right and authority, you have dominion over that illegal thing operating in your life. Amen. And so that's why the Holy Ghost is always trying to get in somebody. Because God said, if you have authority in the realm, then in this realm, then you, you've got to come into a body. 
And Jesus said this in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 5. Jesus said, Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. But a body you have prepared for me. What, what have I, what I prepared a body for? So that you can operate legally in this earth's realm. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you tonight that now that the head and the body are in the same place, the body has the authority that the head has declared that it's God. Amen. The body has to have spirit because the body can't have strength without having spirit. God didn't call the church to be a political entity. He didn't call the church to be a social entity. He didn't call the church to be an entertainment entity. God called the church to be a spiritual entity. Amen. For it to deal with spiritual things in a spiritual way, it has to have a spirit, amen, to deal with spiritual powers. And now that he's got uh, them uh, together, he said the head of Jesus is coming along with the body. And when the head is resting upon the body, then we're going to have some spiritual power and authority in which we can declare thy kingdom come and thy will be done in the earth in the earth as it is in the heavens amen and so now that he's got us together he says I want you to understand that I'm going to give you power so you can live victorious Amen. John baptized with water but I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with some fire Amen. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the earth. What do all of these places have in common? They all exist in the earth. Amen. Some people think the Holy Ghost has only been given to take them to heaven. But I want you to understand tonight, right here at the Tabernacle of Praise, that the Holy Ghost isn't just to get you to heaven, but the Holy Ghost is to mobilize you and the body in the earth. Amen. And we've got to understand today that there's no one that needs to be saved in heaven. There's no demonic demons to cast out in heaven. There's no sick bodies to heal in heaven. Amen. There's nobody depressed in heaven. I want to tell you, you ain't going to find nobody sitting up underneath a juniper tree saying, oh, just take my life. No, there's joy, 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 wonderful joy in heaven. Every street is full of joy. 
Every valley is full of joy. Whatever heaven retains is full of joy. Praise God. And I want to tell you, there ain't no depressed people in heaven. And God has, hasn't given us power for us to go to, for heaven. But he has empowered us. Amen. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. That in my name, I'm going to give you a name, praise God. A name that is above every name. A name that principalities are going to shut up and hell is going to back up. A name that you can speak and cancer has to die. A name that will deliver you from the spirit of oppression. A name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want you to understand tonight that he hasn't empowered you so you can get to the pie in the sky, but he's given power you so you can deal with the devil in the nasty now. And we need to rise up and say, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God that I'm not going to about to sit around here and wait for heaven to someday, but I'm going to declare heaven into the earth today. God has given me power. He has given me authority. He has given me dominion. And I ain't about to let anything open Press me, possess me, or hold me back, but I am going to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and praise him here tonight. Amen. You see, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for heaven, but I want to tell you, I ain't looking for heaven. Huh? I know we talk a lot about it, but I, I guarantee you, it's like one old boy I preached for down in Tennessee. He is a redneck. And he said, he kind of talked with a lisp. And he said, he said, Brother Matthews, he said, I got tired of these people telling me they, they are all lying to me all the time. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest this, especially in the time we're living in. This was a few years back, and I still was amazed he got away with it. But he said, I got tired of them lying to me all the time. He said, I asked them how many love the Lord. Said, they all raise their hand. He said, I asked them, said, how many of you really love God? Said, just stand to your feet. Said, they all stood to their feet. He said, how many of you want to uh, go to heaven? He said, just raise both your hands. He said, they all raise their hand. He said, I reached back under that choir loft and pulled out my shotgun and said, who wants to be first? Said, they all sit down. <laughs> if you would understand him, you'd believe he'd do it. He, he's crazy. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place someday. I don't have a problem with heaven. I'm looking forward to it someday, but I'm not going to use it as an escape for not doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Amen. I'm not going to say, oh, well, one of these days you can be delivered. One of these days you can be set free. One of these days you can have some power. One of these days you can be free from the devil. One of these days you won't have to have no more sorrow. One of these days, no, 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 baby, I know all of that. But I need something now. And that's the reason why God gave me the Holy Ghost. is so we could walk in this earth, praise God, and we could declare the goodness of God that we don't have to back up from the 
principalities and powers, but we can declare the word of the Lord in the earth right now. You can have deliverance. Right now, you can have peace. Right now, you can have joy. Right now, you can have hope. Right now, you can be delivered from that spirit of oppression. Why? Because Jesus paid to an awesome price so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Glory to God. I'm almost done. And not. (laughs) These signs shall follow them that believe. Aren't you just a little tired of making excuses for not seeing the supernatural power? I've seen some stuff. But there's something inside of me that says you ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. I've been praying, been seeking God, and I've been asking God to do a work in me that we can do a work in this valley. And I'm just putting some stuff out there to you tonight. This this is kind of like my introduction for Sunday, and I was afraid I might run over a little bit, so... I thought I'd just preach the introduction tonight and then I'd preach the meat Sunday. You think anybody can handle this? If they can't, it's all right. But it's time. I believe God needs a church in this valley that's got some power. And I ain't putting down, I ain't, listen to me, I, I ain't putting down other churches. I ain't saying we're the only one and, and all that mess. I ain't that foolish. I ain't that naive. But I, I just believe that, that God wants a church that has some power in this valley that, that can stand up and declare the word of the Lord and see miracles. See God do the work. Amen. Is anybody else hungry for something like that? Not just saying, oh, we just hope so, but we anoint them with oil, lay hands on them, and believe God for cancer to dry up. Huh? Believe God that the power of the Holy Ghost that's working in us is greater than hell that's working in them. Amen. And that oppressed spirit's got to be set free. Amen. God hasn't called us to be a social club. We need to be more social. Amen. Y'all need to, I know I'm speaking to you all tonight because y'all the meat of the church, but y'all need to quit running away as soon as church is over and just run out there and get in your car. You need to spend some time fellowshipping up in here. Amen. And minister to those new folks that are coming in. And, And if you don't know, if somebody's been here a year and you don't know the name, come on, talk to them. Tell them we're glad you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't know how I got off on that, but it's all right. But we've got to come to a place where the, 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 that we don't just go out and make excuses and say, you know, I wish it were better for you. You feeling bad about me feeling bad ain't making me feel no better. You'll get that on the way home. Amen. I need some power. I need somebody to look at my circumstance and say, 
I see what you're going through, but I ain't going to agree with your pity party. I'm going to declare the word of the Lord into your life because God said you can live and not die. Because God said that there is a power and there is a hope that is greater than the power and the disappointment that is working against you. And so we're going to declare rise up in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. But the main thing isn't about fellowship and relationship. The main thing isn't, you know, about coming to church to see if you can, you know, you can hook up or you can, you can get a new friend. Thank God for friends. Thank God. It ought to be a time of excitement. I've already went into that, right? But the main reason that we're here is to experience something in this place that you can't find at the Moose Lodge, that you can't find at Walmart, that you can't find in any other entity in the world. But this is the house of God. This is a place that heaven comes into the earth. The Bible tells us that that, that this is the gate of heaven. And so everything that God wants to release into the earth, he releases through his church. Hallelujah. I hope you're hearing me tonight. Amen. Because God wants to release some power in this last day. Amen. I know that they says that perilous times shall come and men shall be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. They'll be truce breakers and they'll be this and that and they have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof from such turneth away. If there ever was a time that we are living in that, we are living in it today when the church has become a social club, when we've just become an entity that doesn't have any power and motivational speaker, but the devil is a liar. God has raised up his church so that we can declare the word of God in the earth. And God said to Jeremiah, if you're bold enough to speak it, I'm God enough to back it up. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, we've got to rise up and know that our God is great and that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all in which we're able to ask or even think how according to the power, what power? The Holy Ghost that is working in us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. And if we don't have no power, then we're just a paralyzed body that can't get nothing accomplished. But I refuse to be a part of a paralyzed body that can't get anything done. I might just be the little toe. I may not even be that big. I may be the toenail on the little toe. But I'm going to be a part of something that's moving. I'm going to be a part of something that's alive. I'm going to be a part of something that's functioning in the earth that reveals the glory of God. You don't have to see me. Amen. This is just the place that God has appointed me. But I want to tell you, I would just be just as satisfied with being in a position that nobody knew who I was. Nobody ever seen me. But God, as long as I'm in a place where the anointing is flowing, where that lives are being changed, where people are being empowered, God, that's what's important. And let us be a part of a body that's alive and connected to the head. Amen. Because the head is where the revelation is. The head is where the wisdom is. The head is what can see. The head is what can speak. And if we're not connected to the head, then we as the body don't know how to speak a thing. 
Amen. I'm just getting warmed up. Amen. Just getting warmed up. I got I got some stuff to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Amen. But I want to tell you tonight on this onset that we must be a church that has some power. I don't want to get into ahead of myself. But there's a lot of people that's got Dr. Phil theology. There's a lot of folks that's got Oprah theology sitting in the church. But I want to tell you that I ain't reading some books about how Hollywood thinks he's going to come. I ain't looking at some movies of how Hollywood thinks he's going to come. <laughs> I'm looking at this book called the Bible. And he said in the last days, he's going to have a body in the earth that is demonstrating with power and authority. Amen. I give you something to chew on for Sunday. No, I won't. God's not waiting on another war to be fought so he can come back. He's not waiting on some historical event to happen so he can come back. You know what the Bible says he's waiting on? He's waiting on the restitution of all things. Heaven must contain him, retain him, until the restitution of all things have come. That's all I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. You can just study it out, look at it, see what the Spirit says to you. But I'm telling you that when there is restitution of all things, the Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ are going to get up and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with him in the clouds of glory and so shall we ever be with the Lord in the air. But until that happens... Are you with me? Until that happens, we're going to demonstrate the power of God in the earth. Amen. Demonstrate it in the earth. How many believe it tonight? How many believe it? Amen. Well, that, that's pretty good, but that ain't real good. But whenever I get finished preaching this, what I've learned about pastoring, what I love about pastoring versus evangelism, evangelism, all you got is one shot to build their faith, whatever your assignment is that night. Believe that God's a God of healing. Believe that God's a God of deliverance. Whatever uh, your assignment is, you got one shot at it. But pastoring, I can build line upon line, precept upon precept. 
amen, and declare the word. And by the time I get finished, somebody's going to believe with me. I don't have to have everybody, but I got to have somebody that believes that God's a God of power and he wants this church to be a God of church of power. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And so we're going to do that. We're going to believe God. Amen. To demonstrate the power of God in this place. Thank God for what has happened. But how many know it's just the beginning of what God wants to do? There's so many more people that are bound by drugs and alcohol and addiction. They're bound by pornography. There's work, this, this generation's messed up. They're bound up. They're not bad people. They just got into some stuff and got bound up. But God is able to set them free. God is able to deliver them. Amen? And so we're going to see that. We're going to see it. We're going to see people being healed and set free. They're going to go to the doctor and they're going to have the, the reports of, of, of cancer. But as they come in here and get up under the sound of doctrine and the anointing of God, we're going to demonstrate healing power in this place. Amen? Now, I know you say, well, uh, Pastor, I don't know if I talk like that or not. Well, that's the reason why the church is so weak and anemic. Amen. Somebody's got to take authority and stand up and say, we're going to dare to believe God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many want to see the first miracle tonight? Amen. I just believe tonight, right now, that God's going to touch. Right now, God's going to minister. Right now, God is going to touch us in this place and minister. Amen. His power demonstrated not only in his head, but in his body. Glory to God. I got a, a call earlier from, uh, and uh, Will and uh, Carrie, uh, their baby, well, one of their daughters that they've adopted, Sue May, is having some situations and just needs a miracle. How many believe with me tonight, tonight, tonight? That God's power will go to that little girl and touch her body and make her whole. Would you dare to believe with me for that? Let's believe together. Just as an act of faith, I know it, there isn't no difference in God's power sitting down or standing up, but just an act of faith, let's just stand together tonight. And let's just come together in unity for Sue May and believe God to touch this little girl's body. Amen. This, the, the, 